All right. Hi, everyone. It's good to see you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're here for clarifying the teachings. And right now I'm going through what I call the basic practices, uh, the basics. And I promised that this week we would look at resistance. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're looking at NTI, Luke chapter 12, which we did begin last week. We're starting about midway down the page on page 153 uh, with verses 22 to 34. So this is how it starts. Do not worry about your progress on this path that you travel to healing. To be on the path and aware of the path and thinking of the path is enough. Let me tell you a secret that will make your journey along this path simpler and more joyful. The secret is this. And before I read the secret, I just want to comment again on what this paragraph I just read said. It said, do not worry about your progress on the path. I don't think we realize that when we are worrying in some way about our progress on this path or judging our progress on this path, that that is actually resistance. I don't think we realize that. And so, you know, we want to take a moment now to look at this. Uh, there's a Sufi story that is one of my favorite Sufi stories um, where uh, Mula, the they call him the wise fool. He's kind of like a cartoon character that's in a lot of Sufi stories. Mula Nasruddin. <laughs> and, um, or maybe this isn't a Mula story, come to think of it. This might be another story, but I'll tell it as if it is a Mula story, but I don't think it is. Um, I think it's, it's a different story. But uh, in, this, in this story, the, the, the made-up way I'm going to tell it, uh, Mula... Um, decides to become a farmer and so he takes some seeds and he uh, you know he plows a field and he plants the seeds and then covers them back up and waters them and 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 you know is ready for the plants to grow so that he can be a farmer can have a crop uh, but then he goes to bed at night and he starts worrying about whether the seeds are actually growing so in the middle of the night he runs out and he digs them up uh, they're not growing, so he plants them again, waters them again, goes back to bed, lives another day, goes to bed the next night, and in the middle of the night, he wakes up again, worrying that maybe the seeds aren't growing. So he runs outside, he digs them up, checks them, they're not growing, he plants them again, and just continues and continues and continues. Now, how many of y'all think the seeds grew? <laughs> yeah, they didn't. So what that story tells me is that when we are worrying about our progress on the spiritual path, or when we are judging our progress on the spiritual path, it's that same type of resistance. Uh, you know, that he was resisting the plants growing without knowing it, right, by digging them up every night. They couldn't do what they needed to do because he was digging up the seeds every night. Well, when we are worrying about our progress on the spiritual path, or judging our progress on the spiritual path, we are utilizing the egoic mind. 
right? And so through utilizing the egoic mind, we aren't setting back with the trust that needs to happen in order for this, you know, for whatever's going to blossom in us to blossom. There's another uh, South African movie that I love called Faith Like Potatoes. And there's a lot that goes on in that movie. But a part of what goes on in that movie is, again, a farmer uh, feels guided by God to plant potatoes in spite of the fact that this is the worst drought South Africa has seen in decades. And all of his neighbor farmers tell him this is not the year to plant potatoes. Your potatoes will not grow. Uh, he starts to even listen. He starts to doubt. But then he remembers, you know, that what he really wants to do is trust God. So he plants the potatoes and he does the opposite of what happened in the, in the Sufi story. He does not dig them up. He does not check them. He just chooses to trust God. And guess what? In spite of the drought, uh, those potatoes grew. So what this is telling us, and of course, again, several weeks ago, I went over a list of, of types of thoughts that are egoic and types of thoughts that are clarity. Well, on the egoic side, you would have found worry and you would have found judgment. That would include worrying about your own progress on the spiritual path or judging your own progress on the spiritual path. On the clarity side of that list, you would have found both trust and the sense that all is well. So when you have trust and the sense that all is well, you are trusting your spiritual path to that which is beyond the human so that it can make your inner potatoes grow, right? <laughs> your inner seeds grow. Um, so that's why, again, this is starting. Do not worry about your progress on this path that you travel to healing. To be on the path, right? Just to be, just to be here, to be on the path, aware of the path, you know, you're focusing on it, like whatever your current practices are, you're focusing on it. It's not that you're ignoring it, right? You're being on the path. You're being aware of the path. You're thinking of the path, which means you're giving attention to the path. And that's enough. You don't need to worry about your progress. So to be on the path and aware of the path and thinking of the path is enough. Let me tell you a secret. Oh, before I go on, let me tell you one other thing. Uh, Nizargadatta Maharaj once said something like, it may not be an exact quote, but the idea is exact, something like, the I will not tell you that tomorrow it's going to leave. In other words, you don't know right before your awakening happens that awakening is about to happen. So again, there's no way that you can judge where you are on that spiritual path, right? So, let me tell you a secret that will make your journey along this path simpler and more joyful. The secret is this. As you travel this path, you only have two experiences. It may seem like many, but in truth, it is only two. One experience will speed you along your journey in joy. 
the other will delay your journey a little while. The secret to a simple and joyful journey is to learn to discern between these two experiences and then always choose the joyful one. I have spoken to you of both experiences before, so this is but a reminder for you. The only two experiences that you will know as we travel this path together are the experience of your willingness and the experience of resistance. Everything that you think you experience is either either one or the other. And as the student, I loved this. Because what this meant was I could look at whatever was going on with me at the time. And I could ask, is this willingness or is this resistance? And of course, if it was willingness, then I would continue in that way. But if I noticed, no, this is actually not willingness. This is resistance. I'm resisting uh, the awakening process. Then I would do what I could to let that go and to shift into willingness. So, for example, feeling strong emotions. You know, when we're going through the purification phase of the awakening process, we feel a lot of strong emotions like fear, guilt, unworthiness. Uh, I felt hatred, uh, anger, very, very strong, stronger than I ever felt those same emotions prior to the spiritual path. But what I also learned to do with those emotions was to practice rest, accept, and trust, which I think we might have time to talk about more today. So when those strong emotions are coming up, I could be feeling, let's say, lots and lots of guilt, just unbelievable guilt. But I'm practicing resting the mind, accepting the emotion, trusting this is healing. Then I could ask, is what I'm doing now willingness or resistance? And I knew it was willingness because I was practicing rest, accept, and trust. If I was believing the guilt, if I was believing that, oh, my gosh, I got to call so-and-so and and I got to undo this and do this and change that because, you know, blah, 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 that would actually be resistance because I'm believing the guilt, right? So I learned how to look at what I was doing, the way I was being with whatever was happening, and just ask myself, am I being with this in willingness? By the way, I want to point out that the word willingness is not synonymous with the word perfection. I think that's an important point. You know, with rest, accept, and trust, I practiced that a lot. I don't know that I was ever once perfect at it, right? Not once, because you're talking about really strong emotions. But I was always doing my best. And when I was doing my best, was that coming from my willingness or my resistance, right? This isn't a hard question, right? I'm doing it with my willingness. so. So this really simplified things for me and that I could look with, look at how I was being with whatever was happening, whether it was on the outside or the inside, and just ask myself, am I being with this with willingness, meaning willingness to awaken or resistance, resisting awakening? You know, so let's imagine there's some problem in my life. 
and I start trying to control this and calling everybody and manipulating everybody, if I pause and ask, is this willingness or resistance? Oh, my God, this is resistance. I'm resisting surrendering. I'm resisting loving what is. I'm resisting allowing everything to be as it's going to be, right? And so I could see that, and then I could shift into those practices that are willingness. I could shift into trusting, allowing, loving, breathing, whatever, you know? So again, what this is saying is no matter what you experience, that's what makes it so simple. Nothing is excluded from this. Every single thing you experience, both internally and externally, is either willingness or resistance, right? And all you have to do is ask yourself, which one is this? And then know, know which one you want. And if you notice that you're in resistance and you want to shift to willingness, you could just kind of ask within, so how do I shift this to willingness, right? And willingness is what speeds you along your path. Resistance is what delays you. And that, that's perfect because what do you think resistance is supposed to do? Right? Don't you think the purpose of resistance is to delay you? Right? I mean, <laughs> we all know that too, right? So, if we're giving lots of attention to resistance and we're being delayed, uh, our, you know, that's perfect. That's exactly what, what's supposed to happen when you give lots of attention to resistance. But if that's not what you want to happen, then you shift over to willingness, whatever willingness needs to look like in that moment. And you need to ask within and feel intuitively what willingness needs to look like in that moment. And again, it's important to realize willingness and perfection are not synonymous, right? It's just doing your best with willingness. So, I have spoken to you of both experiences before. So, this is but a reminder for you. The only two experiences that you will know as we travel this path together are the experience of your willingness and the experience of resistance. Everything that you think you experience is either one or the other. So do not worry about your progress on this path. Do not judge your own thoughts or actions. For worry and judgment do not bring joy, so they cannot be willingness. Discern carefully, my friend. Recognize the thought within your mind. And at every opportunity, choose the strength of your willingness. Seek only for the kingdom and all things will be given you. Where your heart is, your treasure is also. All right, so starting with verses 35 to 48. It will be helpful if you remember this. And this is really kind of from A Course in Miracles, but it's showing up here in NTI. God's will is that you be perfectly happy in every moment of eternity. That is simple. <laughs> That's simple. And so when you are not happy, you have made a choice that is not God's will. When you are not happy, you have chosen with resistance. That is all. Now, so when it tells you that it's not God's will, it doesn't mean, of course, that you're a sinner or that you're guilty, right? It just means you're choosing with resistance. 
I remember when um, Bentinho came here to Pueblo once to spend a day with me and my friends. And um, on that day, he said something very, very similar. He said, you can tell how aligned you are with, I don't know if he used the word God. He might have used the word consciousness or universe. I don't remember what word he used. Um, but you can tell that you are how aligned you are with God in each moment. Because when you are happy and at peace, you are aligned with God. When you are unhappy, you are not aligned with God. And that's what this is saying, too. It's a, a very, very simple gauge. But the ego likes to confuse things. So let's talk about what this means, for example. Um, those who know me well know that from time to time, my back goes out. It's out right now. I, you know, I've sat here very well talking to y'all, but when it comes time to get up, that's going to be, that's going to be something else, especially since there's nobody here to help me get out of this chair. Um, <laughs> um, the thing is, um, a very long time ago now, I think back in like 2013, I was able to let go of the belief in suffering. So the thing is, in, in spite of the fact that my back is out and it creates um, pain and it creates challenges, I am able to just be with that um, without judging it, without saying it should be different, without saying I wish it wasn't so. I'm able to just be with it and pay attention to it and live with it until it's, you know, until the day it quits hurting again, right? Therefore, I am happy. You see? Therefore, I am happy. So, where am I in alignment with God's will? It's in the thoughts. Remember again, back several weeks ago, I, I shared two columns of information with you. The first column I shared with you uh, was, you know, egoic types of thinking. And the second was clarity. If my back is out and I am in acceptance of it and I am just being with it and I'm listening to it because I listen to that back, it has communication about which way to move and which way not to move, right? And I'm listening to it and I'm, you know, fine with it. Aren't I on the clarity side of that, co of that column? And this is why I'm happy. Now, if I was, uh, I'm going to go ahead and try and get out of my chair. This will be painful, but I'm going to demonstrate for you what unhappiness looks like. Okay, let's see. All right. Oh, my God, Jesus. Oh, why do I have to go through this every six months? I'm so sick of my back hurting. Uh, that's not in alignment with God's will. <laughs> Because all of that judgment, oh, hold on, that did hurt. <laughs> Let me get back. Let me ease back into my chair. Um, uh, all of that complaining about how things are, that's what's causing my unhappiness, actually, not the backache. The complaining is what's out of, line, out of alignment with God's will. The acceptance the being with it as it is, that's in alignment with God's will. And so 
if you pay attention to yourself, when this says that if you're unhappy, you're out of alignment with God's will, that doesn't mean, for example, that, um, I don't know, you're not supposed to do a particular chore because every time you do that chore, you're unhappy. That means what are you thinking while you're doing that chore? Right? It's the judgment of the chore, whatever it is that you're doing. That's where you're out of alignment. It goes back to everything is either resistance or willingness. It's the same thing. So am I willing to be in acceptance with everything that is? Am I willing to just do whatever jobs come to me to do? Right? Am I willing to be with whatever the universe gives me, even if it's a, a back that goes out every six months or so? Right? Uh, one of my favorite Bible scriptures is from Psalms. It's, this is the day the Lord hath given us, and we shall rejoice in it. You see, that's willingness. That's being in alignment with God's will. So that's what this is saying, and this is what Bentinho was saying. You can tell whether you're aligned with clarity or whether you're aligned with ego by how happy or unhappy you are. It's the same thing as willingness and resistance. So if you start becoming, I know uh, Shauna says she's a student of feelings now. If you start becoming a student of feelings, whenever you're not happy, you can look and say, where am I resisting? Because that's what you're doing. It's the only reason you could be unhappy. If you were really in alignment with God, universe, consciousness, which really means being in alignment with willingness, then you're always going to be happy. So noticing that you're not happy is another chance to look. And again, it's not what situation needs to change out there, right? That's not the question. It's where am I resisting? That's the question. Where am I in resistance to what is right now? And if you can find where you're in resistance to what is, and then shift into willingness, your emotional state will shift as well. So God's will is that you be perfectly happy in every moment of eternity. Notice it doesn't say God's will is that you get exactly what you want in every moment of eternity. It doesn't say that. <laughs> Those are two different sentences, right? <laughs> right? It says God's will is that you be perfectly happy in every moment of eternity. That's whether you're getting what you want or not. I mean, how many of y'all think I would pick a back that goes out, right? Like if I got to pick from a menu, I wouldn't pick that, but it's what I got. And so it's what I be with, and I choose to be with it willingly, you see? So God's will is that you be perfectly happy in every moment of eternity. That is simple. And so when you are not happy, you have to make a choice. That is not God's will. Oh, sorry. When you are not happy, you have made a choice. That is not God's will. When you are, let me, let me start over. I think somewhere I'm messing this up. <laughs> it starts with that is simple, and yet I'm completely messing it up. God's will is that you be perfectly happy in every moment of eternity. 
That is simple. And so when you are not happy, you have made a choice that is not God's will. When you are not happy, you have chosen with resistance. That is all. It is not a fight or a rebellion. It is merely resistance. It does not take you from God or separate you from him. It merely resists your willingness to know him. So whenever you are not happy, it is because you are resisting accepting truth. To be happy again, all you need do is return your heart to your willingness. You know, which again, are the, the, the types of thoughts that I listed a few weeks ago as clarity. All is well, trust, acceptance, being, right? All of these things. So whenever you are not happy, it is because you are resisting accepting truth. To be happy again, all you need do is return your heart to your willingness. Your willingness sings of God's will. And so give yourself to it in every hour, I would say in every minute, in every second, to know happiness, right? Just keep returning yourself to your willingness. And then it continues, let me tell you another secret. The world cannot make you happy. And so the world must not be God's will for you. Do not worry about the world. Let the world take care of itself and trust that all things are handled in a loving way. Now, that's also a very interesting sentence because it doesn't say figure out how you can see that all things are handled in a loving way because you'll never be able to figure that out. And you know how, and you know how that, that practice alone, how you can tell that practice alone is out of alignment with God's will? Because when you're trying to do it, you're not happy. When you're trying to figure out how a five-year-old child being killed by her mother could be, uh, could be uh, loving, right? You're trying to figure that out. You aren't happy in that moment. That's telling you that what you are trying to do is not in alignment with God's will. You are actually in resistance trying to figure this out with your thinking mind. This says, let the world take care of itself and trust that all things are handled in a loving way. When you trust, really, really trust something, you stay out of it. It's, it's the faith like potatoes, right? You're not running out there digging it up. You're trusting that those potatoes are growing under the ground. You're trusting that things are being handled in a loving way, and you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to understand. And again, if you looked at the, the columns that I shared with you a few weeks ago, trust was definitely on the side of clarity. So do not worry about the world. And, that, you know, if we wanted to worry about the world, oh, my God, you know, we could do that till the day we die. There is so much to worry about. And the more you look, all you're going to find is the more to worry about, right? I mean, it's, it's never ending. The little bit of information 
that we receive in the, in the American news, for those of us who are in America, is a little bit of self-centered information, self-centered from America's point of view. You know, we have no idea in most cases what's going on in, in all kinds of countries, countries we've never even heard of, to be honest. There is so much in this world to be worried about if that's the path we decide to take. This is saying just don't, don't take that path. Let the world be. You know, the way Ramana Maharshi said it was let God take care of the world, right? This says let the world take care of itself. Do not worry about the world. Let the world take care of itself and trust all things are handled in a loving way. You know what that means? That means that when we are worried about the world, and come on, everybody does it, right? <laughs> when we are worried about the world, we're in resistance. That's what this means. That's another form of resisting awakening is to worry about the world. Do not worry about the world. Let the world take care of itself and trust that all things are handled in a loving way. You, my friend, are to follow your own heart. Set your feet on the path to healing and let your mind stay with the joy that comes from your willingness. Let your mind stay with the joy that comes from your willingness. That again is telling me that my only job in every moment is to check and see if right now I'm in resistance or if right now I'm in willingness. And if I am just staying in willingness, I can trust that the inner potatoes are growing, right? <laughs> it's that simple. It's so simple. You know, we're the ones that complicate it. So you, my friend, are to follow your own heart. Set your feet on the path to healing and let your mind stay with the joy that comes from your willingness. Give no thought to anything else. Right? Just am I in, am I in my willingness right now? What's the best way to stay in my willingness right now? How can I be in my willingness with this? How can I be in my willingness with this? Right? What's the best way to remain always in my willingness? It's the only thing we're supposed to think about. When you are not feeling joy, let's see, have I skipped something? Let me go back up. Yes. Set your feet on the path to healing and let your mind stay with the joy that comes from your willingness. Give no thought to anything else and you will make yourself truly helpful to all. That's how you are most helpful to everyone is staying in your willingness. And this takes us back to when I was teaching you all the four principles of God. And we looked at the third principle of God, which is the creative process. And what we saw is that whatever we give attention to becomes a part of that creative process and becomes manifest in the world in some way. Now, what this is telling us is no matter what's becoming manifest in the world, because as we know, there's all kinds of stories, all kinds of stories becoming manifest in the world. What those stories really come down to is every one of them is either a reflection of resistance or a reflection of willingness. The way A Course in Miracles says that is their fear or love, right? 
NTI says resistance or willingness. It's the only thing going on here. This is, this is the interpretation of everything in the world. Everything in the world is either a manifestation of resistance or a manifestation of willingness. Willingness to know God. Willingness to know truth. Willingness to be joy. Right? And since we are the creative principle, that's what we are, whatever we are giving our attention to is being manifest in the world. So if I'm giving attention to resistance, even by worrying about what's going on in the world, and, and this can be very confused with love, by the way, because some of those pictures out there look very unfair, very unloving, and it seems loving for me to worry about them and want them to be different, right? That's an egoic trick. Worry and wanting things to be different, judgment, is on the ego side of the, of, the, of the paper. That's ego thought process. So when I'm worrying that those people shouldn't beat those people or whatever's going on out there and judging that it shouldn't be that way and the politicians should do something different and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I'm actually in resistance, manifesting resistance. And more pictures of resistance like that show up in the world. So, how do I be helpful? I focus on my willingness in every moment. If I focus on my willingness in every moment, the willingness becomes manifest in the world. And that's not my concern, by the way. I don't need to be out there looking for it because I just step back into worry and judgment, right? It's not my concern about how the willingness manifests in the world. It is only my concern that I stay with the willingness in every moment. How can I be with my willingness? How can I be with this in willingness, right? And as I stay in my willingness, just focusing on me, just thinking about me and my willingness, it's, it's, the, it's like the, the right use of self-centeredness, <laughs> right? It's the right use of self-centeredness. <laughs> Just staying with me. Am I in my willingness? Am I doing my best right now to stay in my willingness? That manifests out in the world in some way. And that's how I'm actually most helpful. It's that simple. It's that simple. Right? I just need to mind my own business in the right way. Yeah, in the right way. So, do not worry about the world. Let the world take care of itself and trust that all things are handled in a loving way. You, my friend, are to follow your own heart. Set your feet on the path to healing and let your mind stay with the joy that comes from your willingness. Give no thought to anything else, and you will make yourself truly helpful to all. And so, my brothers, I say to you all, pay attention to how you are feeling. That's in italics. Pay attention to how you are feeling. When you are not feeling joy, 
you have chosen resistance. Do not worry about your mistake, because of course, that would be even more resistance, right? Do not judge your mistake, because that would be even further in resistance, right? When you are not feeling joy, you have chosen resistance. Do not worry about your mistake. It is not held against you. See it only as a wake-up call and a reminder to choose your joy and willingness again. In this way, you wake yourself up. In this way, you make the choice that sets you free. Isn't that simple? How simple is that? Of course, the doing of it is something else. Not because it becomes difficult then. Just because, unfortunately, much more than we're aware of, we actually want, we must want, resistance because we keep choosing it. Uh, Somebody asked me, was it last week, what is resistance? And I said, well, you know, resistance has, shows up in all kinds of ways. Uh, But what it really is, is anything that keeps you from the right path, the right path being whatever is best for you to do in the moment for your awakening, right? Anything, anything, listen to that, anything that keeps you from the right path is resistance. So getting mad at your spouse, worrying about your children, cussing at the TV during a football game, you know, cussing at the coach or whoever, I mean, you know. I couldn't, I couldn't even begin to list all the ways resistance shows up, nor could NTI, nor could any other book, right? That's why it has to break it down to something so simple. Pay attention to how you're feeling. Just do that one thing. If you're unhappy, you've chosen with resistance, right? You can look and notice how you're resisting right now. You know, I'm mad at that coach on TV or I'm mad at that umpire on TV, right? I'm choosing with resistance. And look how upset I am, right? I'm not happy. So how can I, how can I shift into willingness? See the game as a game, maybe. Let it be as it is, you know? Uh, Who knows what the answer will be? I can't tell you what your answer will be when you ask within, how can I shift into my willingness? But, you know, acceptance is a a common answer. Uh, Drop it. Just drop it. You know, just drop that point of view is a very common answer. Just drop it. You know, (laughs) that guy, that's because you can. You can just drop it. Um, you know, there are, you know, it's, it's the guidance is usually simple, not complicated. It's simple. What moves you from resistance to willingness, not complicated. Don't look for anything complicated. Look for the simple answer of how do I move from this resistance to willingness? How do I move from this unhappiness to joy or to peace? And that's the end of NTI Luke 12. Now, I do have something else that I kind of wanted to share about resistance, but it's a slightly different point of view, a slightly different angle. So before I do that, does anybody have questions directly related to um, everything is willingness or resistance? Uh, Whenever you're in resistance, you're not happy to some degree and you want to shift into willingness. Whenever you're with willingness, you are happy. 
Any, anybody have any questions that's occurring to them related to this topic? Or comments. Comments are also allowed. They don't have to be questions. Chris put her hand up first. Chris, okay. Whoever Chris is. I, Hi, see Chris you. in Maine. Um, okay. Thank you, Regina. Um, I have a question. Um, wait, wait, oh, I can't, oh, can I? I? I can't find your face. Are you? Do you have your camera on? Oh, I wait, do, I, yeah. I see you now. Okay, I found you. Okay, go ahead. I like to look at people when they're talking to me. I see you. Go ahead. Um, I'm wondering, or the question arises, how can I best serve, um, if that's even a role, if someone calls me, my sister, um, that is torn up with um, what might be termed resistance and unwillingness, um, what I'm hearing is just be, just try to, again, ask about shifting into willingness for myself, um, no agenda whatsoever, just to try to... Um, to, to be be with that is there any way that no. i could best sir you've got it chris I, I i can tell you what might be the obstacle you can tell me if i'm right or if i'm wrong because i'm only going from my own experience <laughs> I, you know not inside of you uh but what might be an obstacle that you want to look at which is your resistance is wanting her to be happy see that's something we have to let go of that our resistance we're in resistance whenever we want anything else to be different than it is so if I want my sister to be happy, then I'm going to be unhappy when she's unhappy. Does that make sense? So it I does, have, and I, I think, yeah. Go ahead. Just I'm in my ego in, in uh, wanting to do something, <laughs> you know, uh, wanting to do the right thing, the best thing, the, any, you know, any part of that. But it's, it's always just those two questions. Am I in resistance yeah. or willingness? And there it is. And there it is. And that's what makes it so simple if you can just stay with that. And there's no exception to the rule, which also makes it so simple. You don't have to figure out the exceptions. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, uh, Lena, I think you were next. Uh, hello, Regina. Uh, my question will be after Chris, very similar, but uh, maybe I will take it a little bit to a different degree. So thank you, Chris. Uh, very similar, uh, I'm thinking. So my biggest resistance um, with a person uh, who I see that uh, he's doing mistake uh, with, um, for example, with his children and suffering. And uh, I worked on myself. Uh, my mood already doesn't depend from it. I accept it. Uh, I'm calm and I'm happy and I'm just uh, want to help. And my question is, is this resistance? Because you said uh, I need to let the world uh, to handle the problems by itself. How's about with this situation? And uh, to make more clear the last sentence, uh, during the three years which I'm working on, on this problem, of course, uh, very, <laughs> very not uh, nicely sometimes, but uh, better and better. I actually see the progress from that side but again see how it's in line with what you're saying is it resistance or what is it well, if i heard you correctly and, and, and correct me if i didn't hear you correctly mm -hmm. if i heard you correctly one of the things you said as you were speaking was you know you've been letting go of this and looking at this and all this and then you said something like i just want to help did you say that i just yes yes that's the next thing that has to be let go um 
you know, once upon a time, let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, I was guided to invite this woman named Debbie to come live with us. Uh, Debbie was, she had, uh, she, she was a, a, a drug addict yes, and yes. a thief and had lots of emotional challenges, lots of emotional problems. But the interesting thing is when I was guided to invite Debbie to live with me, um, I was told not to worry about whether she gets better or not, whether she heals or not. That was my guidance. But of course, once she got in my house and once I got to know her personally, and once I saw how much she was suffering from her own choices, I started wanting to help her. I wanted to help her be free. I wanted to help her be happy. But the more I wanted to help her, the more unhappy I became. And one day I was standing there at the kitchen sink, and I don't remember the exact Debbie problem I was working on at the moment, but I, I kind of noticed for the first time, it's like the rest of the time I'd been unhappy without noticing it. I kind of noticed for the first time how unhappy this was making me because I wasn't able to help Debbie. Um, and then when I paused and I looked at it, that's when the guidance came back into my ears. And this was like nine months later, came back into my ears that I was not to be concerned about whether she got better or not. And I thought, oh, my God. Inviting Debbie here was not about Debbie, just like nothing is. It was about me. It was about me letting go of the desire to help others. You know, I, I know it looks like that's what I'm doing. I understand that's what it looks like I'm doing when I'm here teaching and such, but I'm not. And I'll tell you why I'm not, because I have no concern about whether you hear what I say and practice what I say. I say it, and then I walk away, and I let you do what you will do with it. So when we have in us a desire to help others, we're also looking outside of us to see if they're taking that, right? To see if things are improving. That is keeping us stuck. This path is always about looking this way. Always, right? And so as we move along this path, we start letting go of things that even once a time, like, you know, helping others, that sounds grand, doesn't it? You know, I remember I also talked to a spiritual teacher somewhere along the way, and, um, and she asked me just to tell her a little bit about myself. And so I, I don't remember what I told her, but I told her a little bit about myself. And then she told me I wasn't ready to wake up. Do you know why? Because I was too concerned about helping others at that time. That's what she told me. You're not ready. You're too concerned about helping others. So believe it or not, that's resistance. That keeps a me and a them, right? That's separation. That's judgment. It's judgment that things are not absolutely perfect the way they are right now. I know better how it should be. It's all resistance. So does that answer your question? Yes. Uh, so just sharing it's okay without uh, concern uh, uh, does that person understand or not? Uh, does he or she care or not? But sharing it's okay because uh, we know and we're studying uh, and uh, it's uh, nice to share and it's just sharing as a conversation. Yeah, I, I would I would actually, you know, but I'm kind of strict in my way of looking at things, but then that's very, very helpful to me. <laughs> uh, I would say, is it your job to share? If it's not your job, then if, I wouldn't. I would always mind your own business. Is it your job? Like, is this person, 
you know, like if it, like if I if like I work uh, with Jacqueline, I'm Jacqueline's mentor. If Jacqueline has a problem and brings it to me, it is my job through that formal relationship to share with her. Right. It's my job to share. Um, but there's lots of people out here, billions of them, that it's not my job to share with. It's my job to let them be as they are. So, I, you know, I don't know the situation. I but revealing this. If I, if I want to share, is it okay? I would look and see where your wanting's coming from. But again, I'm very strict. I'm very strict with myself out of my own desire to awaken. I would look and see what the motive is because the motive is what matters. Right. You know, the motive is what matters. Am I really trying to help but pretending like I'm not trying to help? You know, I mean, you got you to be honest with yourself. And I can't answer those questions for you. I'm just encouraging you to kind of look and see what's going on. Of course, uh, I am pretending to sharing, but uh, I want to share. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so pay attention. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Linda. Thank you. And Mickey. Hi. Hi. So, what happens if you get stuck in a closed loop of resistance that you, where you know that you've gone into a loop of anger and resentment and condemnation and all of the things that you know are on that unclear ego side yeah. of yeah. the list. And, and you keep saying, okay, I want to be on the other side of the list. I, I, I want to get out of this. And it just loops back again into it. And this, I've never experienced anything like this before. It's it's like I'm on this circular track of yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's exactly what happens. First of all, it's nothing uh, unusual, and some of these circular tracks are really spinning very very quickly. Uh, you know what I just wrote into the into the chat is what I think I see, which means I perceive it. What mm -hmm. I perceive, I experience, which means I feel it. And what I experience, I think about again. And that's the loop. It just keeps going. What I think, I see. What I see, I experience. What I experience, I think, et cetera, et cetera. The thing is, even though the loop is going like this, like this, like this, there's actually an exit at every one of those points. And so it's about finding the exit that you can start with now. And that will vary at different times. At the what I think I see point in the loop, the thing that you want to let go of is the thought or thoughts, if you can. Uh, so this is a point where maybe when all of these thoughts are running in your mind, you're going to sit down with a piece of paper. You're going to write them out just one at a time until you've written every single thought out. And then you're going to start questioning them, practicing some kind of inquiry on them or asking inner wisdom, what do you want me to share with them? But the work is happening at the level of thought, right? So if that's something you can do, and it's not always the exit you can pick, this is an exit out of the loop. The next exit is the what I see part, which is the perception. So with the perception, the way that you... Uh, this is this one is now the easiest for me, but once upon a time, this one was the hardest. So it's kind of funny how it changes. The way that you exit at the level of the perception is you just be with the perception without trying to change it. 
You just kind of stop. Some people call it surrender. You just kind of stop. You just let everything happen, everything happen, everything happen, and you just be. You just be the watching. You just be the presence. You just surrender to what is. And if you can do that, this is the I need do nothing rule. If you can do that, you can exit the loop at the level of perception. If you can't do that, then the next place where you can exit the loop is at the level of experience. And this is the rest, accept, and trust, which was the next thing I was going to go to. So why don't I go there? Shall I? Um, yes. So when you can't get out at the level of think and you can't get out at the level of just be with this, allow this, you know, because just because you can't right now, that's not where you are, then you, then you get out with the level of experience. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn to NTI Acts chapter 7, and I'm going to... Is it seven or is it eight? Let me just pause for a moment. Yeah, it's the end of chapter seven, NTI Acts chapter seven. So page 228. Here it's specifically talking about hatred and anger. That's probably just what I was experiencing at the time. It could really be any strong emotions. Okay. But it says, be aware of the hatred and anger that is within you, but be not afraid of it. There is a resistance within your mind that will seem to fight your every move. But if you remember this, it will make your journey much easier for you. This resistance within the mind that first comes up strong, and it's talking about emotion, right? This resistance within the mind that first comes up strong is actually weak. Any strength it seems to have is an ancient strength given to it a long time ago. It can use its strength to seem ferocious in the short term. Here's the important part. But it needs your strength to remain ferocious longer. Your strength is your believing attention. That's your strength. It needs your believing attention to remain ferocious longer. So when you see it, Remember not to give it your strength. Through your remembrance, its ferociousness must die, and only peace will remain in its wake. And then the wake shall die too. Now, let me skip down, and then I'll talk about it for like half a second, if, and then we'll start again with this next time, I suppose. If we go to NTIX chapter 8, it starts off, Jesus asked you to rejoice. When you are persecuted on account of him. Here, persecuted means experiencing these strong emotions. Jesus said, rejoice. When you are persecuted on account of him, this is what he meant by that. I have told you that there is a battle raging within your mind. This is a one-sided battle, one-sided, where you seem to fight against yourself, but you fight no one. Within you, there is a storm of rage and anger and hurt and fear, and guilt, and it is the brewing of this storm that seems to be a battle, but it is not a battle. It is only a storm, and it is a storm with limited power built up within itself. So when this storm plays itself out and is given no more power, it must die, and peace and light shall reign within you. This is what Jesus meant when he said that you are to rejoice when you are persecuted on account of him. As this storm rises within you, 
Do not fear it. Fear gives power to the storm. Do not feel guilty for it. Guilt is the fodder of the storm. Instead, rejoice, knowing that the storm cannot last and that which comes after it is peace. So quickly, in the three minutes I have, this is what this means. What I think, I see. Okay, I just believed a thought and didn't even notice it. Maybe a bunch of thoughts, didn't even notice it about, you know, what a jerk somebody is or how somebody shouldn't have done whatever, right? What I see, I perceive, you know, I've got all the proof out there in the world that I'm right. I see this person acting like a jerk over and over and over again. And now I'm experiencing it. Well, I didn't catch it at the think. I didn't catch it at the see. But now I have all of these strong emotions about this person. This is saying when I notice the strong emotions, rejoice. (gasps) This is my opportunity to exit this loop right here, right now. Instead of going back to the thinking again, thinking about the person as a jerk again, which is going to make the loop go around again, I pause right here with the emotions. I be with the emotions. I realize these emotions were just created by me believing thought. I realize that I want to be free of all of this. This is suffering for me. I want to be free. I'm going to allow this that I've already created to be but I am not going to give it any more belief. I am not going to give it any more attention. I am going to let the loop end here. So three different exit points, right? You question the thoughts. You surrender to the perception, allow it to be as it is, or you rest, accept, and trust with the emotions. And you can use any of those exit points to get out of that loop. But if you don't use any of those exit points to get out of that loop, the loop just keeps going, you see. Wow, covered that with a whole minute left to spare. So Mickey, do you have anything else you want to say? No, not really, just easier said than done. Well, <laughs> But don't believe that because you wouldn't okay. believe what I you wouldn't believe what I did this with. It was not any easier on me than it is on you. So put that thought right out of your mind. That is not true. It only takes your willingness. Trust me, this was not an easy path for Regina. You know, if it was, then I'd say, "Oh, well, I'm sorry, I didn't experience the kind of stuff you did." But that's not true. I had my own very, very strong challenges, and I was able to do it. And you are too. All right, I promise you. It's just willingness. It's just wanting to be free more than you want to be trapped. That's all. That's all. And uh, George, I have like 30 seconds. You get something you want to say in 30 seconds? Oops, you're muted. You're going to have to unmute to say it in 30 seconds. I just wanted to hear about extreme pain, you know, like a kidney stone or something. Oh, well, I can't talk about that right now. My time's up and we got an ordinary. See you next week. All right. Oh, I won't be here next week, by the way, because of the retreat. It'll be the week. Oh, okay. okay. Thanks. Bye.